O Master, make me chaste and celibate, but not yet. St. Augustine, The Confessions. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might have been. I'm Paul, and it's time again for our Sundays with the Saints episode. Now, in our last two Sundays with the Saints, we looked at two fathers of the church, St. Ambrose of Milan and St. Jerome. And in both of those, I mentioned a third church father who lived at the same time and interacted with both of them in important ways. Of the three, he's the one you're most likely to have heard of through his most famous written work, which was also the first autobiography ever written. Let's meet St. Augustine of Hippo, author of The Confessions. If you read The Confessions in school, or are a collector of great quotes, you'll recognize the two most famous quotes from that book by St. Augustine. The first and most widely quoted today is, quote, O Master, make me chaste and celibate, but not yet, end quote. The second is this, quote, You've made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. End quote. If you're thinking that those two quotes seem diametrically opposed to each other, you're right. They essentially form the bookends of Augustine's spiritual journey and ultimately his entire life. And if there's one key word in them that sums up his life in the period between those two quotes, it's restless. Restless. It's a word we can all relate to, which may be one of the reasons people are still reading the autobiography of a man who lived 1,500 years ago. As much as I love Springsteen, it's a U2 song that Augustine would have most identified with during the first 30 years of his life. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. He ultimately did find it, which should be an inspiration to us all. Let's look at how he went from hedonistic playboy to one of the great saints of the church. Augustine was born in 354 in Tagaste, a city in the Roman province of Numidia, present-day Algeria. It'll surprise some today that Augustine was from North Africa and not Europe, but prior to the Muslim conquest of North Africa in the 7th century, all of the region that now includes Egypt, Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, and Morocco was predominantly Christian. Several church fathers besides Augustine came from this region, including Athanasius of Alexandria, Origen, Tertullian, and Cyprian. His mother Monica was a Christian, while his father was a pagan who only converted on his deathbed. Though Augustine's family was North African, they considered themselves Roman and spoke only Latin. Augustine's early studies were in Tagaste, and he was a promising enough student that at 17 his parents sent him to Carthage, the largest city in the province, to study at the university there. He studied Latin literature with the goal of becoming a teacher of rhetoric a goal he achieved first in his hometown, then in Rome in 383, and ultimately in Milan. It was also at 17 that Augustine, despite warnings from his mother, fell into the hedonistic lifestyle he describes in the Confessions. However, not long after arriving in Carthage, he began a 15-year relationship with a woman who gave birth to his only son. Though they never married, all indications are that the relationship was monogamous, which makes the first quote from the beginning of this episode 
seem a little bit of an exaggeration on his part. He may have, like his contemporary St. Jerome, reveled in wine, women, and song as a youth, but a long-term relationship, even without marriage, would have been seen as completely respectable in his time. The relationship only ended after his conversion and decision to live the remainder of his life as a celibate servant of God. During all this time, Augustine had been investigating and dabbling in various schools of philosophy, ultimately choosing Manichaeism, a dualistic religion founded by the Persian prophet Mani in the 3rd century. Mani claimed to be the final prophet in a line that included Adam, Buddha, and Jesus, and the main tenet of his philosophy was that a divine realm of light stood in opposition to an equally powerful realm of darkness, with both locked in an eternal struggle. The church had declared this belief a heretical sect nearly a century before, but as Augustine wasn't really a Christian yet, this didn't bother him in the least. Then Augustine moved to Milan, which was the turning point for him. It was there that he first became disillusioned with the more outrageous claims of Manichaeism. One of the most egregious was that Manny was actually the Holy Spirit promised by Jesus the night before his crucifixion, even though the Holy Spirit had already come at Pentecost. He was also greatly influenced by the powerful preaching and teaching of St. Ambrose, Bishop of Milan. Augustine also gives much credit for his conversion to the constant prayers of his mother Monica. All these things converged and brought Augustine to, into the Christian faith at the age of 33. Along with his son, he was baptized by St. Ambrose on April 24, 387. He left Milan for his hometown, where he lived as a monk for several years, focusing his life on prayer and the study of the Bible. In 391, while visiting the nearby city of Hippo in the hope of starting a monastery there, he was basically drafted into the priesthood by the town's Christian congregation. This is not unlike the way Ambrose was made bishop of Milan against his will, as I described in that previous episode. Four years later, he became bishop of Hippo, a position he held for the next 35 years. During his time as bishop, Augustine confronted and prevailed against two major heresies that had gained traction at the time. The first was Donatism, which held that clergy had to be faultless for their ministry, prayers, and the sacraments they administered to be valid. The controversy erupted because of priests and bishops who had denied the faith during various Roman persecutions and later returned to the church. The Donatists believed that those who denied the faith could never be forgiven, and thus priests and bishops who had done so could never again perform valid ministry because such validity depended entirely on the person's own personal virtue. Augustine, by contrast, held the orthodox view that the validity of the sacraments was due solely to the grace of God, not the character of the priest or bishop, and that forgiveness was possible even, fo even following cases of apostasy. The other heresy is one that still survives in various forms today, Pelagianism. It's named after Pelagius, a 4th century British monk who completely rejected the idea of original sin. He argued that the inclination to sin is a person's free choice, not something inherited from Adam. He believed people had the ability to live perfect, sinless lives. They simply had to decide to do the will of God, and they'd be able to, and thus there was no need for divine grace. Augustine countered that people could not achieve righteousness before God through their own efforts, using as the foundation of his argument chapter 3 of the letter to the Romans, and that they were fully dependent on God's grace. The Pelagian heresy was officially condemned at the Council of Ephesus in 431, one year after Augustine died. It was also during this time as bishop that he wrote his most famous works, the Confessions around the year 400, 
and City of God, which he started around 416 and finished in 426. In addition to these, a vast number of his sermons, letters, and other works have survived to the present day. In 429, the Vandals, a barbarian Germanic tribe, crossed into North Africa from the Iberian Peninsula and laid siege to the city of Hippo in the summer of 430. Augustine fell ill shortly thereafter and died on August 28, 430, at the age of 75. His first biographer wrote that he spent his final days praying the penitential psalms and weeping over his sins. He was buried at Hippo. His body and most of his books and papers were later moved first to Sardinia and then to the Basilica of San Pietro in Ciel d'Oro, or St. Peter in the Golden Sky, in Pavia, Italy. His feast day is August 28th, and he's the patron saint of converts to Christianity, printers, theologians, and brewers, with this last one apparently because of his earlier wanton lifestyle. If you've listened this far, it may feel like I've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at you with regard to St. Augustine and his life. I haven't. What I inadequately present here is equivalent to pulling a teaspoon of water from the Pacific Ocean and discussing a man who, by some accounts, wrote over five million words during his lifetime. He's the only church father revered by nearly all Christian denominations, though the Southern Baptists would never call him saint. And it doesn't hurt that before his break with Rome, Martin Luther was a monk in the Augustinian order. But enough of my words. Go read the words of the great saint himself. There are multiple good translations of the confessions available out there. The advantage of a book being in the public domain for over a thousand years is that you don't have to buy it if you don't want to. It's also available online. You'll be surprised just how relevant a book written in 400 AD is today. That's our episode for today. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll go a long way towards helping us create more episodes and hopefully becoming completely ad-free. Thanks a lot.